welcome to Record Night. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. And what do we do here at Record Night? Record Night is where we pull a theme out of the hat, but you each bring a record based on that theme, and we sit there and we talk about it. That sound right? Am I missing anything? That sounds right. Okay. No, yeah, that's perfect. All right. Uh, if people want to get hold of us, how can they do that? Well, we are all over the internet. Mm-hmm. I dare you to try to avoid us. Uh, we are on Facebook at uh, Record Night. We're on Twitter at Record underscore Night. We're on Instagram at Record Night Pod. Or we are on email at Record Night Pod at gmail.com. Uh, so feel free to reach out to us, send us some themes. Make fun of us, yeah. praise us, whatever. I, I welcome any sort of you know interaction. Yeah, tell yeah. us what you really think. Yeah. As long as it's only good things. Uh, so episode fifty six. Uh, it's been a while since we really get together. Shit's just been going wild. We've been trying to figure it I out. I know it's been impossible to match our schedules. But hey, here we are. Here we are. Wednesday. Here we are. Uh, <laughs> we guys, just so you know, in case you, I don't, this probably won't be coming out until. After Christmas, we were recording right before Christmas. So I hope you guys, Christmas is doing okay or went okay. Uh, and uh, are you looking forward to it, dude? Christmas? Yeah. 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 Who does? Who doesn't? Right? I think it should be good. I think I got the day off. I gonna be presents to be opened. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good times. I'm Chestnuts with... to be roasted. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, my wife's family. What they have on for Christmas? Christmas dinner or Christmas Eve? They get together and they do it, and they're for dinner every year. It's just like boiled shrimp, just shrimp, you know? It's a weird thing. Shrimp as far as the eye can see. Yeah, and then the following day is like when when the new queer family, so they're like the you know, the, the parents and the ch- kids and they eat prime rib, and I'm in the, that, and the prime rib is awesome every year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? This isn't the Christmas episode because we haven't done one of those. Maybe one day. Maybe one year. We'll, yeah, maybe next year. Maybe next year, Mickey Wilson, Bob Dylan's Christmas in the Heart, but not this year. Yeah. <laughs> that, wait, did I tell you I went to the Bob Dylan Center? No, I, I don't went, even know what the Bob Dylan Center is. So in Tulsa, uh, they op- there's a Woody Guthrie like center, and then like two years after that, they built the Bob Dylan Center there. So it's just like a, a museum about Bob Dylan. And I mm-hmm. I went there uh, Saturday. Um, I was in Tulsa, and it was, I mean, I loved it. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, it's just like a Bob Dylan museum or something. Yeah, like kind that. of like uh, I, I almost want to say it's a shrine um, because you go in there <laughs> and uh, you go in. And the first giant room is just like it's just footage of him like collaged on the wall, like but like but like footage as in like like videos and it's all across uh-huh. the wall. And then you go into this room and you have this like iPod that you can put on these sound spots. And what they'll do is they'll play like a, you know, his, a song and then they'll have on the wall they'll have things about the song, but it's 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 a little it's a little um, hard to traverse because it's just a room with all these little booths and you don't know which order you're supposed to go in. But when they go in, he's like, "You can go in any order. What do you want?" And I was like, "I kind of want to go in chronological order." <laughs> so, but um, right. <laughs> so but it it goes. It's two floors. The first floor is all that stuff, and the second floor is just like it's just like memorabilia and like um and like giant photographs of them. I mean, I, I had a great time <laughs> because I'm a huge Dylan <laughs> fan, but uh. I'd recommend it. it. Was only twelve bucks, you know. So that's not bad. No, no. And uh, we were going to the Woody Guthrie Center, Center, but we were crushed for time, so we we went to the one I wanted to see more. But there's a picture of me below a giant mural of Woody Guthrie. He has that guitar. It says "This Machine Kills Fascists." I have that, mm-hmm. I have that photo. I might make my my profile photo, on whatever social media I used recently, but doesn't matter. But I'm here. <laughs> uh, but our theme today is not 
what do you got three about Bob Dylan? Uh, no or Christmas. No Christmas. Our our um our theme today is recent obsessions, right? Right. Which it's so funny that we had such a uh, a long lapse between uh, recording episodes because when I picked this, it was my current obsession, and now it's not. Okay. <laughs> but okay, but oh, yeah, same here, man. I. I <laughs> At the time, I was like, I was like, I've been listening to this shit like three, two times a day for the past week and a half. But um, what, I, what did you bring? And then I'll tell you, and then we'll start with mine. Yeah, I brought uh, "Burning Off Impurities" by Grails. Mm. I brought uh, AJJ's. Oh, man, I got I got to read the title of this because it's AJJ's. People that can eat people are the luckiest people in the world. That's the name of the record. Um, yeah, <laughs> AJJ used to be called Andrew Jackson Jihad. Which, uh, honestly, it's a cool name. It's it's a cooler <laughs> name than AJJ. But they they said they didn't want to. That Jackson, while it was like an interesting figure in history, they didn't want to like glorify him by having a, like a sort of in his, his action and his name in the in their uh, in their uh, band name. And also, I mean, Jihad has all types types of other connotations. So they just. They just went right. They just got rid of all that. Just AJJ, which is fine. I don't have a problem with it. Some people do, whatever. Yeah, I think it's smart. Yeah. So AJJ, uh, basically, if, and I'm the, I'm gonna talk shit, not talk shit, but people are think I'm talking shit. It's basically the lead singer and main songwriter. His name is Sean Bonnet, and like like Bright Eyes or like other bands, he's the main driving force behind the band. Uh, as far as I can tell, he's 36, my age. That's so all is a little fun. But they started in 2005, and this record about Thomas is from 2007. Um, they're considered, I guess, and this is, this is I get most shit for listening to this band than any other band I listen to. I get the most shit for listening to this band because they're part of folk punk. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you um, know what people associate folk punk with. They just think, uh, they think possums and punk clothes. Like just sort of like they just, they, it has this it has this um, it has this um image, that's not it, it's, it you know it makes fun of people so, uh yeah I get most I, I did get, not know folk punk had a had a certain image yeah I didn't know this either until I started doing research on it because I just I just like AJJ <laughs> um yeah and so uh the AJJ also have been. They are known also from doing splits with uh, stuff on from Planet X Records. Planet X Records was a kind of full punk label, and then the uh, you know the Ghost Mice were at all sound familiar? No, Ghost Mice were like a full punk like institution until uh, the main dude who Chris Clavin, who was the lead of Ghost Mice and also ran Planet X label, was accused of sexual misconduct, and then he just fucking shut the whole thing down. Like one, day, like a couple of days after those came out, he, he's like, "All right, close all my accounts, goodbye," and shut the website down. And uh, so a bunch wow. of bunch of artists like Kimmy Dawson and um, and a few other artists, they um, they, you know, obviously pulled their stuff from the catalog, and AJJ was part of the people that pulled the stuff from their catalog, and yeah, so <laughs> that's that's what happened to um. Anyway, AJJ though. Uh, I don't really have. They're from Phoenix, Arizona, so I don't I don't know if that's important. Uh, if you listen to other records, it kind of is because they mentioned the uh, talk about Phoenix, uh, and mm-hmm. and what you know what <laughs> a lot of music speaks for itself, you know the lyrics especially. So I'm gonna go ahead and play the sampler, 
and we'll get into it. Sound yeah. good? Yeah, let's check it out. All right, this is AJ or AJJ's People Who Eat People Are the Luckiest People in the World. AJJ's people eat people the luckiest people in the world. So uh, I, real quick, I can say I got this record uh, when I saw JJ. I, I've only known when I see them. I have only listened to Bible to Christmas Island, but they're selling mm-hmm. a limited edition um, of this record, like the limited edition of like five hundred copies of a uh, uh, God. What's it called? When basically it's the, it's just the vinyl with the picture on it, picture disc. Or it's not a picture oh, disc yeah, of yeah. the cover. <laughs> And I was like, well, fuck it, I'll buy it, right? And uh, I didn't listen to it for years. <laughs> for like two or three years, I, I didn't I didn't put it on my turntable. And I finally did. And I, like, uh, like a couple months ago, right? I started, and I became obsessed with it. I just still listen to it like two or three times a day for every day. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's 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 pretty, it's, you know, I, there's stuff that I, they play more, mostly like, punk, like straight punk rock now. Um, like uh-huh. mostly, but and then they also have the you know the manic strumming, but this stuff is way more raw. Not that not that not that I like it more different. It's just different, you know. It's right, yeah. Um, 
And <laughs> this is probably one of the most misanthropic records I've ever heard. <laughs> um, because it's a, because I mean, it, maybe it's just a juxtaposition between the, the happy sound and the horrible things coming out of Sean's mouth. But, um, yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts on listening to this? Uh, I mean, I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I think I do like folk punk. Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd listened to this before, but like a really, really long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe probably close to the time it came out. Uh, 2005, seven, maybe it's when this came out. Yeah. Yeah. Probably closer to like 2008, 2009. Yeah, was yeah. When I listened to it. Um, and I, like, I remember liking it, but I, I just never went back to it for some reason. Uh, so it's been a really, really long time since I've uh, heard any of these songs. So I, I, but I like it. I'm glad I got to revisit it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's older stuff, and then I mean, I'm 36 years old, and this is uh, and uh, I I just found this because it, it sounds it came out like an eight year old's mouth. A lot of this stuff, but, but yeah. Uh, but speaking on, you said it's like more raw. Uh, that's one thing I really liked about it is it sounds like almost like you're sitting in the room because they do a lot of like studio chatter mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I really, that that was one of my favorite aspects of it was like, it kind of feels just like, like a living room jam. It does. Uh, do, do I, I'm going to say a lot of these songs speak to me like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and one of the things that gravitate me towards this and the other, like, like Jeffrey Lewis and stuff like that. One is the, is the honest of it. And two, it sounds like anyone could do it, but these people do it in a way that's the lyrics are what make it, you know? Um, right. And and I, I think what I like about, like, folk punk and AJJ more than I end up liking other folk mm-hmm. is the fact that they're, like, incorporating more, like, a punk attitude to yeah. it mm-hmm. means, like, I feel like the lyrics hit a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of, I feel like a lot of folk stuff, like they seem to kind of like circle around stuff or they try to say stuff in the nice way. <laughs> and you listen to this and it's got like such a fuck you attitude yeah. to it that you're just like, oh sh- shit. Like yeah. f- he just said that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I, I tried to pick out some of my favorite lines in this and I just, at some point I gave him, I can't like choose everything. You know, I have to stick to one thing. Exactly. Uh, if, if you're uh, not listening to lyrics, I can understand if you think this sounds repetitive. To some people, it sounds like every song's mm. the same. Not me, however. I love it. <laughs> but um, let's uh, let's go for. Well, I mean, you are kind of you're melding together two pretty like repetitive, not like low effort, but like what's the word I'm looking for? Like low skill cap, yeah. low low learning curve genres of punk and folk. folk. Uh, so I could see how you would think like. You know, like the music isn't really what you're coming to it for. Although I do think the music on here is really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Sean Bonnet, he has a sort of yelpy voice. Um, yeah, uh, and it's in the most recent recordings of his stuff. It's not like that anymore. He's refined it somewhat. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I love I love Sean's lyrics, and we'll get into that. Um, but we'll start with the first song on here, "Rejoice." Mm-hmm. Um. Man, uh, so uh, I I don't know what I was expecting when I put it on the record, but it was kind of like this. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. It's 
it starts out with you know like you hear a little bit of studio chatter and they go into it and um I mean the song is just about it's about horrible things that the light world would do do, do to you and then also like sort of the, like the beauty in, in it as well which is mm-hmm. like, I, well like listening to it I couldn't tell if he was being sarcastic in the like rejoice part oh yeah he's definitely that that's the vibe I'm getting where he's like. Shit sucks. Like, I don't know, commentary on religion and stuff like that. I'm just like, uh, you know, this like fake, like positivity. Like, come on, everybody rejoice. Jesus is great. Everybody's dying. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of lyrics in too. too. Like, uh, for example, like, uh, I really like the idea, the idea rejoice God's ears are stitches, which I had to think about. I was like, maybe God's not listening, you know? <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. His arms are burning witches. His hands are, Perform hexes, which is fucking killer. Burning witches, all of that. Um, I really like the uh, the oh rejoice and holy fuck, you're bleeding there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this. Uh, it, by the way, most of the songs on this record, uh, some like the how long this one's for, but most of them hover between like an, a minute and a half to two minutes. Like it's, it's a punk album. Yeah, yeah, it's a punk album. It's twenty twenty seven minutes long. Actually, it's a short. I did it on this for. Under thirty minutes, but I didn't do something else. I went. <laughs> well, you hadn't even listened to it by that point, so you're right. I haven't. <laughs> uh, but I don't have much to say about Joyce, but I do have a lot, a lot to say about Brave is a Noun because that's my favorite song mm. on the record. One hundred percent, Brave is a Noun. I love this song. I, I think it's a good one. It's it's so it's super short. Yeah. Uh, I, I um, <laughs> I uh. I, I I feel I really like, super relate to this song. Like it speaks to me. Um, mm-hmm. Like the one that kills me is it's sad to know we're not alone. It's sad to know there's no honest way out. That's the line that kills me because everyone talks about how they feel alone, mm-hmm. but he's saying no. Everyone's like <laughs> there are plenty of people who feel like shit. And, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, I mean, first, but it's really about Sean's depression, his anxiety. Uh, Man, <laughs> and it it ends in in a uh, really hopeful way. But I I want to talk about the, the title "Brave as a Noun," like which I think is pretty clever, honestly. Like, is it? I mean, it it resolves itself in the very last line. But um, for a long time I had no fucking clue what it meant. "Brave as a Noun." I don't even I don't know what it means. So the last line says, "If we could get the Braves to get out of the bed in the morning, so the Braves would be the noun." Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it, you know that's what it means. It's not, uh, it's not brave would be an adjective, right? If you're brave, that's not that's adjective. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, brave is now saying <laughs> using. Welcome to your English lesson, yeah, everybody. Yeah. But um, I, you know, I, I have uh, issues with anxiety and stuff like that, so I can relate to a lot of stuff. Like um, if I'm afraid to go out, I'm afraid if I go out, I'll wear my welcome. I definitely felt like that, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know, uh, it's 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 a song that I when I first listened to this record, I listened to this song like four times a day. I'd go back to it because, but it's only a minute. Oh well, man, that, that that's like the length of a single song. I know it's a minute. Yeah, it's only the like a minute long. <laughs> yeah, it's a minute long, minute and fifteen seconds long. Um, but apparently, this is like a song they play live, like consistently, like. They will not skip oh, nice. this song. Yeah, it's like a. I favorite. like this one because they uh, 
this is where you first kind of hear the drum kit. Oh yeah, and yeah. I think I think having like a full drum kit with the folk stuff works really well because the first track didn't have that. Are you saying you're not hearing a washboard? Just joking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's like, also something uh, that specifically saying uh, talking about the washboard like a lot. Some of the time, this stuff like creeps really close to sounding like bluegrass. Yeah, or Appalachian music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, ooh, man, you were skirting that line. I really don't like bluegrass. But <laughs> they, man- <laughs> they managed to kind of like, pull too pull away from it before they get too close to it. So um, if you see folk punk, uh, in this song, the banjo players. Fucking ripping. Oh, I the mandolin, it. yeah. So uh, if you also go online and look at folk punk images, it's a lot of possums wearing Appalachian clothes playing, but with, like, patches on it. <laughs> and, like, kind of guitar. Because <laughs> apparently that's that's something that people think about. And, uh, I, you know, I don't I don't look like that. I hope I, hope I don't look like a possum. I don't know it. You know, I had someone <laughs> tell me when they are on, on mushrooms, they did mushrooms, and they said I looked like a possum when they are doing Interesting. Well, that just that just means your body is too cold to get rabies. That's right. So that, that, that's all that. that. Yeah, the bear. Yeah, do not be scared of me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> let's move on to survival song. Yeah, uh, I really like how "Brave as a Noun" like lead leads directly into this song. Like, oh yeah, I feel like they're one track. Oh, they could be right. They, um, so uh, the <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like like of course this is just. So there is a line in here that is straight out of a Woody Guthrie song, right? Do Re Mi. Yeah, which, we, which we've listened to. We have listened to, have we? You and I? We we did a review of Alice's Restaurant. That's right. Okay. Well, uh, Arlo Guthrie, <laughs> yeah, uh, he does the Byron Sun, but I'm saying like that bridge, uh, if you got the Do Re Mi voice, that's from a Woody Guthrie song who I just talked about. <laughs> a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, that get this. This is to me where where it sort of re- self references the type of music they make, folk punk, you know, right? And I, I'm a big fan of Woody Guthrie, which they do a few times on this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Which I, I like. There's one later that like is one of my favorite moments on the album, <laughs> which we'll get to it. Uh, uh but I like. Oh yeah, we're talking about survival song. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned the title. Um, this one's a little more like sing-alongy like yeah. you know everyone's it kind of it gave me a it sounds like an irish pub song at times like it's like it sounds like somebody's doing an acoustic version of like a flogging molly song <laughs> yeah it does have a little bit of a jig to it i mean it's 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 catchy and you're gonna dance around in your uh overalls that are afraid at the bottom and all that sort of thing right um <laughs> but uh I wasn't quite sure what to make of the lyrics on this one. And then he says right at the end, we just handed you a giant load of gibberish. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe that, like, because I kept, like, going back and reading it. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, for example, it says, I give you a thank you to my father for not raising me. And uh, on a later records talks about how his dad wasn't there, right? Mm-hmm. And then I give a finger to my stepfather for beating me, which you're like, fuck. <laughs> and but he says I give my props to myself for achieving and goddamn god I survived. Uh one of the things I love that Sean Bennett does, and this is does it on the records, he'll he'll repeat lines that mm-hmm. are either the same or very close to the same. Uh and just to I guess I guess to um make it hit harder. 
right? Or make you like, right. make you, this is the point of the song, right? So he says that Gladys survived twice or surprised it. And to me, like, when I, when I hear him do it twice, it gives me goosebumps, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, I if I write shit, I don't, I, I don't have a point a lot of the time. But when he's, <laughs> when he, like, there's a song off of a, the Bible too, which is one name of the records, by the way, um, called Small That's Red. A great Boy. name. Yeah, oh, it's great. Called Small Red Boy, and um, he repeats a line in there. Uh, fuck. Now that I'm thinking of, it, I can't say. But he talks about uh, oh yeah, I lost that one. Learn about the tragedy of all of us. He says that twice. Um, mm-hmm. be- because he was talking about you know people getting sick and dying. That's the tragedy everyone experiences. Um. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, the the survival song, yeah. There's I'm not sure by a lot of it, but um, it's it's a cool song. It I like it, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know they talk about Woody, Woody Guthrie, and I'm not gonna talk shit about Woody Guthrie because I I like Woody Guthrie a lot. And by the way, whenever I listen to Woody Guthrie, when we is here, my wife is here listening. She's like, you should look at me. You are such a nerd. <laughs> she thinks that shit's so, <laughs> so nerd because I've been also listening to these old Union songs from the 40s and 50s. Like uh, Pete Seeger goes out and talking about union songs. I'm, I'm like, yeah, which side are you on? And she's like, what are you listening to? I'm like, this is Pete Seeger and the, the boys in there talking. Yeah. So, um, yeah, appara- <laughs> apparently. Pete Seeger and the boys. Yeah, come Pete, on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> let's talk about bad, bad things. Um, yeah, it's like a narrative murder song thing. Mm, yeah. I'm not, I, this is probably my least favorite song on the record. To pick one. I I think I like this one, but only because it eventually comes around like it manages to avoid the like romanticizing murder. Yeah, yeah. By like by the end of it where he's just like, no, this guy's a fucking coward. Yeah. Like because he says the uh, so I looked into your eyes and saw the reflection of a coward that you and I both hate. Yeah. Uh, and then I smashed those tiny mirrors in your skull. Like it <laughs> It comes across as violent. It is violent because you're like in the, in the head of a of somebody murdering a bunch of people. There's a lot of violence in this record, but, it, but you know, yeah, but it's not like, it's not cool. Like no. he's he's openly saying like this dude's a fucking coward and he's you know doing this because he hates himself. Yeah, and this is one where it's like it talks a little bit about faith in this one, or if you want to look too. It says I'm gonna go to hell and I die. I might go to heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, I that's a weird thought to have when you just killed someone. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? <laughs> so, uh, I I don't know, but like uh, this this one, it's it's fine. It's what it is, and it's my I like most songs in this record. This one's not my favorite. Not my own show. It it does seem to be a little out of place. It does, right? Where it's, you've got a lot of stuff where it's like he seems to be making kind of like broader statements, and this one doesn't. It has kind of a statement, but it's like it seems so very specific, and it's like narrative and doing all this other stuff that it's like I don't know if this one belongs on here. Yeah, but I like the I I think I like the uh, I like the music and stuff on it. It's very creepy. Oh yeah, it's creepy. It's got that that slide whistle or whatever. I, I can't even tell what it is. Um, uh huh. When you hear the bass on this, it's, it's oh, it might be. Write it down. No, it might be something later. Okay. So at some point later in the album, somebody is playing like a musical saw. 
very folk punk. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to no more tears, no more crying, no more sighing, lying, or dying. Um, so uh, th- this is, as the AJJ, are, are pretty funny. Well, like, a lot of times it's darkly funny, you know? Uh-huh. And this one has, like, you know, it's kind of funny. It talks about um, just happy times and half-assed rise and mimes because mimes are deers. But most of all, I want no more tears. Um, I uh, <laughs> I like this song a lot, but it, I mean, it's a minute and three seconds. So as soon as Yeah, you get... it's super short. Like, this album is, like, just flying by. It's like, just... I know I was, like, trying to take notes on it as it was going. I was like, oh, my God, I can't yes. even write the song titles it's down. It's just a TikTok, basically. But, no, I like this song a lot. It's, it's just so short. Uh, I would... I would be fine if they repeated the course twice more. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, this one kind of, it seems a little bit like maybe like a bit like, I don't know, toxic positivity. Yeah. <laughs> something along those lines where it's just like, come on, guys, just no more crying. Like, you know, yeah. uh, not really having realistic ideas of <laughs> what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> there, there's a, a song on the Bible too called No More, uh, no more shame, no more fear, no more dread. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like this one. It's sort of like these things we don't want. We can we can just say no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but these are things he wants no more. He wants no more HIV, no more tweaking, no more, more, no more drugs, our immune systems being weakened, no more bad times, no more bummers, no more SUVs and no more Hummers, which is great. I don't want those either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. You know, when I was growing up and I got my first equal, I, it was given to me. And it was, my dad had this fleet of trucks where he worked. And these are like mm-hmm. these F-150s. And when we got them, they had like 100,000 miles on them. <laughs> and when we go, when we get registered, when they do the, um, and they check the mileage. And it would say beyond mechanical limits on the little sheet oh, of man. paper. Because <laughs> I, 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 I rode that thing probably till, like, I, when I was done with it, it probably had 300, 400,000 miles on it. I can't believe it made oh, it as damn. long as it did, but uh, I had the, it had a check engine light that wouldn't turn off because the mileage was so high. So, and when <laughs> I get like, do something about this engine, man. I know, uh, but it, I had to sell it to, like like I just sold it for like five hundred bucks. That's about it. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it ran. No, like, you could they could drive it away. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's move on to the next. I don't even know why I told that story. Um, let's move on to the next uh, song, bells and whistles. Uh, yeah, it. This is where it starts to get like really punk. Like these next two songs are really like they're, they're noisy. leaning hard into the punk part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it has like, for example, the, I I in the in the um, sampler, I did the first line because it's so fucking fucked up. Um, I've yeah. often wondered if a pregnant woman is decapitated, will the baby survive? I have not often wondered that at all. Have you? <laughs> I'm no. Not, oh, okay. Um, but uh, I am wondering, like, this is definitely, like, an abortion song, right? Oh, yeah, right? It'd have to be. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, it's, it could be. It could could not be. But, yeah, and even if it is, I'm, I'm not quite sure what he's trying to say about it. You know what I mean? I think, at least the point I got from it was, are, are the people who... Like, is the life of the baby gonna be that good with if the mom's dead? 
But I think he's just uh, even that. They all live with themselves. Or I think that he's saying that for everyone, even. You know, like it could be. Yeah, because because uh, I've a lot of times, you know, like in my worst in my worst thoughts, I'm thinking like, why would anyone have a child? So that when they mm-hmm. we die, that they can die, die, they'll leave their child heartbroken. And like, why would you bring someone in this world who's experienced so much pain and have those little moments of happiness? And then, you, you know, that's what I'm not worse. <laughs> you know, I get all pissed off and, you know, but, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to shit on people who want to have babies. It's, it's also, well, I'm sure it's a beautiful thing. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm here for that, you know, and I don't regret that I'm here, obviously, uh, uh-huh. most of the time. <laughs> but um, uh, but bells and whistles, yeah, it's it's a cool little song. It's definitely a punky song. It's definitely loud yeah. and noisy. Um, and uh, are those the songs you gravitate more more the more the punky stuff or is it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I thought I would, but I think I I think I liked the the longer ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's gonna Randy? Uh, but they get more punk on the next one from oh, Randy's house. Yeah, I can't like even if I try to sing along, I can't talk that fast, um, or, <laughs> or sing that fast because uh, a lot of punk, a lot of, like even nowadays, w- uh, they uh, fit an incredible amount of words into one line or s- syllables into, line, and oh, yeah. I c- I can't do it, man. <laughs> like, um, but mm-hmm. I I'm not quite sure what this. I cannot talk that fast. No. But I'm not. I'm not sure what Randy's house is. <laughs> but um, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the specific story of Randy's house. But I do. I am getting this like vibe of like a a relationship and mm-hmm. uh, how it was abandoned or burned to the ground. Yeah. Well, just like Randy's uh, house. <laughs> exactly. That's the metaphor they're using. So Randy's house may be burned down, and then they but then they're talking about like. I don't know who Randy is and what his story is. Yeah, but I don't think it's about Randy's house. I think it's he's used house as the metaphor. For, okay, all right. Yeah. But it's a punk song, and it's a minute and 24 seconds, which is, honestly, with how fast it's going, that's as well as short as it could be, I guess. Um, right. You, you want to move on to a song dedicated? word. You want to move on to the song dedicated to Mary, A Stormy the Rabbit? Yeah. Which is also the cover, I guess. That's Stormy on the front of it, of the cover of the record. I would assume yeah. so, yeah. That'd be weird if they just be. had a different rabbit on there. Um, so this song starts out with, <laughs> I guess, like, it, like it's definitely a, um, a, a xylophone, right? It's a xylophone or, like, a toy piano yeah, or yeah, something. One, one of those. It's it, uh, And it starts out with that, and then they get into the, there's, like, a I think a, a horn in it at some point. Yeah, there's a lot of extra instruments in this song. There's definitely horns. There's the xylophone toy piano thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, this is one of my faves on here. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's it's very cute. <laughs> um, but um, uh, yeah, it's it's good. this one has it's it's weird. It talks about you know um, talks about fortress. Talks about uh, black cats. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. It gets, I mean, it's going through like a lot of someone's life, sort of. Uh, of verse three, when it talks about with, with teenagers smoking and fucking. <laughs> but we're all growing up and we're sadly sighing. Uh, mm-hmm. This one's, 
it's a, it's a very it's kind of a sad song, you know, like uh, like a lot of songs. Yeah, it's there. just kind of like about growing up and things are changing and maybe things didn't work out how you hoped they would. I do like uh, the I like, I like the line about like I hope that in death. Uh, what does he say? Uh, I'd like to be a big line. I'd like to be a big bag of meat that bees can buzz around and eat when I die, so that I might be granted one sense of purpose. Which yeah, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> Damn. That's 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 uh that's crazy. They're not I mean not crazy, it's it's sad, but whatever. Oh by the way, I want to mention that one side of the picture disc had the bunny, the other side had a bee, you know. Mm. Because they're referencing this song I imagine because why else I mean it's it's a fucked up song. <laughs> but um uh but it's it's definitely one of my favorites too. You wanna to talk about people too, the reckoning? Yeah. Okay, I want to. Show I love the, that they put the sequel before the the, uh, the original on a, a the record called um, Christmas. Or, no, I'm sorry, Knife Man. They have called People Two Two, still people in. <laughs> that's future. But this one is just a big nihilistic song. It's it's definitely like nihilism. This one, uh, it's mm-hmm. misanthropic. Um, uh, I picked the, you know, it talks about. There's a bad man, everyone, no matter who you are. There's a rapist and Nazi living in tiny hearts. Uh, that also t- mentions Sean Barnett's uh, apparently manic depression and bipolar illness, which is a hell, yeah. hell of a uh, uh, two, one-two combo to have. Um, but uh, I love this song. Um, it's really good. It's another one of my favorite ones. Um, I like... I like that the songs are getting like a bit longer. They're getting a more bit more ambitious musically. Mm-hmm. Um, like this one's got like a slide guitar and accordion. And it's four minutes long. Um, and it's four minutes long. Oh, yeah. But it also has, I think my favorite moment on the album where like it turns into Mrs. Robinson for yeah. a little bit, but yeah. certainly less happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, um, I, 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 I generally gauge someone's reaction if they're listening to this song with me, especially that last part. Like if they're paying attention, you know, cause mm-hmm. my wife obviously was like saying, Oh, Mrs. Robinson. And then it changed completely. And she stopped singing along. And um, she didn't know that part was happening. You know that. Oh, never mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, th- that outro is fucking great. It's a, this song also doesn't really outweigh it's welcome. Even if it's four minutes long, it all goes together. You know, I never really think exactly. about I never think about man, this shit's going on too long. Which a lot of the songs in here they don't go on too long. So you have the you know the chance to I do mean it. they can't. A lot of them are like a minute long. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, they're TikToks. <laughs> like they're over with uh, Yeah, hard to hard to overstay your welcome at you know, around sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh but I mean I would just if I had to pick two songs on this record for people to listen to, it's uh, People to the Reckoning and Ravies and Now, if it were me. Uh, those are the two songs. If someone was like, what I don't want the other one, uh, Braves and M, that song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but people to the reckoning, fucking fantastic song, four minutes long, and uh, worth every second of it, in my opinion, right? <laughs> uh, but you want to move on to uh, Personal Space Invader? Yeah, this was the one that had the uh, the musical saw on it that mm. I was talking about. It's another one of my favorites. Is it because it was musically interesting? Is that why? It was musically interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it, at this point, I did kind of start to notice that it feels like, and especially on this song, like a lot of the, I had trouble like connecting like this verse to this verse to this verse, like trying to find like the through line between mm-hmm. a lot of the songs on this album. Like I like all the stuff they're saying, but it's like, what does this verse fit into this song and what you're trying to say? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, so it says like, but it's a twin wire hangovers. Uh, I, I don't know what that is. That, is it about abortion? I don't know what that's about. I can't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, this one's kind of really fucking sad. It talks about, um, oh, I can't tell if he, there's things in here that make me think that, that Sean doesn't do drugs. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, for example, talking about talking shit about people who do coke. Um, not talking shit, but we're saying like, like, do you know where that shit comes from? You know, how awful it is for, for children who make it, that sort of thing, which... Right, I, I felt like a lot in this, at least this track, he was, like, embodying a character who's mm. kind of just annoying. Yeah, okay. He's Thank the you. personal space invader. Oh, so yeah. I'm wondering if he's less making a commentary on drugs, but more, like, Acting making like a the... commentary on somebody, like, you know, going in, like, hey, do you know where you know oh, where those drugs come that's from? That's a good point, man. Like, Turning a like, oh, we're just gonna hang out and do some drugs into like, let's be sad about, I don't know, what wherever cocaine comes from. So Sean has come to become critical of these lyrics in his later years. And in an interview, interview with Vice, he explains, people that are in coke are not particularly fun to hang out with. But this is one of those finger pointing things where I need to look in the mirror before I judge anyone else's shit. So, mm. so you know, whatever. I but I've um I you know my younger years I was I was critical and judgmental of people who did drugs but I don't think that anymore it's like something I just don't even think about anymore. Uh, right, me neither. Yes, if people are having problems with drugs, they they need your compassion and judgmental. Uh, you know whatever. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah the the song is about being kind also. Yeah, trying to be kind. You got to be kind. You know. <laughs> But I, I, I mean, I like the song, uh, "Personal Space Invader." It's kind of cute, "Personal Space Invader." A little double entendre in the line. Bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be it'd be more than those if they were to like like play like like chip tune music in here or something like that. A <laughs> yeah. bit. Let's move on to the final song. I'm sure there's a chip tune cover of the song there's, somewhere. Oh yeah, and then the final song, "People." What sort of bookends it was saying that people are special and that people are good. Right, right, yeah, and it doesn't feel like he's being. It feels like he's being genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about which the, I thought was really interesting. Yeah, like the first line talks about how people are wasteful and hateful, but he loves people sometimes because people are very, very special. Um, mm-hmm. But there's verse three where he talks about how all all things that people are, but they're still people. <laughs> Right, he loves people despite their flaws. Yeah, um, there's yeah, there are some good lines uh, with like uh, "people are my religion because I believe in them," and uh, I have faith in my fellow man, and I only hope he has faith in me. And where he talks about people, people regardless of gender, twice, which um, uh huh, which again, he says it twice, so it means something <laughs> important shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was really interesting to end on such a like optimistic note. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a good thing to do when you have such a, uh, 
And like um, you said misanthropic, a yeah. little like existential a little nihilist. album. Like yeah. would Yeah, a little nihilist that like I, I think it puts a point on like you're not like just being a dick or you don't have any hope for anything. Like you're coming at you're approaching this from like a a, a platform of like there, you know, there's a future or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good way to it's a good sequencing of the record. <laughs> you know, like right. you don't put this in the middle and then end with something else that's even awful. So yeah, it's a good way to good job, Sean. This is a good way to end the yeah. record. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't name this people too though. Instead of people want. You know? Eh. Yeah, whatever. It's not my place to say. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this that that's all I really have to say about AJJ's people, people are the ugliest people in the world. Uh, he does. Mis- There's a lot of people on this album. I know, yeah, it's a lot of people. In- people, people too. The people who meet people are the luckiest people in the world. Yeah, there. I mean, people in everyone's people in. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, <laughs> there's still people in it. But yeah, uh, it's AJJ's that. Uh, there you saw Andrew, Andrew Jackson Yard. I'm sure some people still call him that. Uh, I see. Mm-hmm. Like, I see that your name in this room is Andrew Jackson Meatwad, which is great. Good job. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. You guys can find it anywhere you find your music, whether it be Tidal or or your record store or Spotify or or Sam Goody. <laughs> or but see. if you are looking it up on any of those, they are like officially AJJ yeah. now. Oh, you, you okay? Oh, cool. I, li- I mean, I listened on Spotify. Oh, of course. So I had to look AJJ. You you were talking about the new switching the title, right? What? You were talking about switching the title? Is it- oh, the music platform? Yeah. 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 Have you have you tried it yet? No, I think I'm going to wait until, like, the end of the year. There's a free trial, I think, for, like, a week. Um, I mm-hmm. I used it for a week, and then I, I canceled it because I'm like, they don't have podcasts on it, and not that I'm really like like bitching about that they don't have it, but I kind of am. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice to have everything in one place, but yeah. I barely listen to podcasts. So. I listen to them pretty consistently. So, I mean, we're we're mm-hmm. recording one right now. <laughs> what kind of poser are this you? The only time I listen, <laughs> I'm only like half listening. <laughs> All right. Um. So you brought Grails, burning off impurities. Grails, who I've been, I've been. Desperately wanting to talk about Grails for some time. Yeah, um, that, oh, my brother mentioned. I mentioned that we we're talking about Grails. Like, oh, I like Grails. That's what my brother said. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good taste. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like specifically this album too, and it worked out that when we had drawn the theme from this hat, mm-hmm. I had done a like discography listen to like the day before. Oh, of Grails. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I was uh, I was chilling at work and I just did. Out well, I did it in kind of a weird order where I did like first album, last album, second album, second oh, you to last did that album, one. yeah, third out, al- and I kind of like just like met in the middle. Um, and yeah, it was cool. I fucking love this band. So, um, is this your favorite it, record by them? It is, yeah, okay. okay. I think as the years go on, this album like moves closer and closer to like my top 10 albums of all time. Oh, wow, okay. So, uh, it's hover, it's like in the like honorable mentions category. Do you have the discography all on vinyl? I do. They're oh. one of the few bands I have the entirety of their discography. And you want to announce to the listeners what you were able to finally complete uh, last week? Yes, I finally <laughs> completed my Primus discography because they did a special edition repress of 
the Primus and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> album, uh, which is not my favorite. In fact, my least favorite. Yeah, we've, ta- we've, we've talked, talked about, about this on a previous episode. Yeah, but you have it um, now. <laughs> I have it. I had to complete the collection. It's my favorite band. So is it is a is a vinyl gold or is there a golden ticket inside? It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. That's it's called the the album it, or the uh, record sleeve itself is uh, like shiny gold, and then you pull it out and it's matte gold. I guess yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's it's all just gold. Yeah. And it's kind of it's not the it's definitely not the prettiest album. Well, uh, I'm glad you got it, dude. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, so yeah, you don't have to worry about like am I a real Pirates fan? You definitely are. Shit, I'm fine. All all now I own that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, but Grails. Grails. Um, they formed in 1999 in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. They've got seven albums and two compilations, but I I don't know. I count the compilations as albums. Okay. Because they're they basically just like collect all their singles into an album length thing. Okay. Um, they're a pretty like big group of multi instrumentalists. Um that is kind of like consistently getting smaller. Like, I think this album is the biggest the band got. I think it's like six or seven people in it. I, I, mean, um, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that it's any less, by the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. But uh, they're multi-instrumentalists, so they can they oh, yeah. switch instruments and stuff like that. Um, but like, as of the release of their latest album, it was down to like two people. Jesus fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's all just you know they're they're mostly like a studio band. I mean, uh, have they you do seen, some touring, but have you been able to see them live? No, I want to, uh, but they like barely tour. I think the last time they toured was obviously like pre-COVID, um, but it was like they played like four dates. I uh, saw AJG. I've seen him once, and then there, I had to see him again, but the they they got COVID and just canceled the show in Kansas City. Yeah. But they're good now. They're not coming back uh, for a while. I originally, I originally checked out Grails mm-hmm. because I was reading an interview with Steve Von Till from Neurosis, mm-hmm. and he's like, my favorite band is Grails. <laughs> You're like, all right, uh, done. <laughs> yeah, I was like, cool, I'll check them out. Um, and then they released their first two albums on Neurote Records, which is uh, his record label. That's cool. He's, he's uh, uh, saying, hey. These guys are my record label. They're very band, my favorite band. So exactly yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but then this album specifically, uh, this is their third album, mm-hmm. uh, or fourth if you want to uh, count. If you count the compilations, yeah. But um, burning off impurities came out in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Did not come out on Neurote Records. This okay. is their first album on a temporary residence limited, oh, which yeah. has been their record label. The whole time, basically. They're, they're pretty uh, important in the label. Temporary Residence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they release a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, like, I think um, Explosions in the Sky did a few records for them. I, I, don't, I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah that sounds I think Mono's on that label. Yeah, a bunch of, most of, post, most of post-rock. Would you consider Grails a post-rock band? I would, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, some people... Which uh, uh, we've, we've talked about over... Uh, over text. Yeah, we'll talk about it here too. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll we'll bring it up when yeah, it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems like this. It's like this album is six members, and it's all all them playing at least like three different instruments. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then this is their first album to like really, really dig into like psychedelia and a lot of kind of like far away like instrumental influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, like bringing in the melodica and the oud and the pedal steel and the harpsichord. Yeah, yeah, lots, uh, lots so, of shit. <laughs> yeah, their first two albums were really more like guitar. The weirdest you got was like violin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this one's really drawing in a lot of just Different. crazy influences from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Do you go ahead? I didn't have anything. I was okay. gonna say, let's check out the sampler. All right. This is a <laughs> this is a Grail's burning off impurities. That was Grails, Burning Off Impurities. I have a few things to say about this record right away. So, one of the things I liked about it 
Um, is it had a theme the whole way through? It's like to me, it seems like it's supposed to be listened to on one sitting. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, because uh, mostly because as as a theme that runs through, and this is gonna maybe you'll think differently, but it reminds me a little bit of Secret Chiefs Three Book M. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. It, they definitely have a similar. Uh, eastern, collection of instruments. Yeah, eastern, eastern, uh, eastern, like uh, eastern music to me. So, oh yeah, from a very, right, yeah, very east. Uh, that use that seems like a lot. Um, but like, yeah. But what I was saying about the theme is that it, it began with that and ended with that sort of same thing. You know, because sort mm-hmm. of the middle record doesn't really have a. I mean, it has a, a lot of different instruments, but it doesn't necessarily harken back to eastern music that much in the middle, like middle parts of the record, but the. Definitely the first three tracks and the last one, to me, it's a it ties it together. You know, like that's oh, what. Yeah. So that's what I got from it. I, I, I was really into this. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, me too. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously. So, um, I do want to mention about the uh, post rock influences that we want to mention that they're not necessarily what's considered crescendo core, right? Right. Yeah. So, uh. Which, this band, originally, it took me a while to get into them because they were sold to me as post-rock. Yeah, yeah. Which I do think they are, but uh, at this point when I checked them out, I was, like, deep into Godspeed You Black Emperor. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And other post-rock, so that's what I was expecting, which some people have lovingly dubbed Crescendo Core. Yeah. Because, because because the structure of every song is just a long build into a big crescendo, and you get that payoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But you don't need payoff in this one because the groove's right there at the very beginning. Right, uh, but this, I mean, this does have crescendos and it does build. It just doesn't take them forty minutes to do so. Yeah, a lot of a lot of these tracks, um, they do they their thing is building or layering. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily not building crescendo all the time, but lots of layering. They start with the whether it be for, you know, sparse percussion, but a bass line comes in and then shimmery right. guitar comes in, which is a lot of these tracks, but that that's not a bad thing at all. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I just remember part of my disappointment when I first listened to this was like, the songs aren't very long. So like, I think, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think at the time I had like likened it to um, like, these all sound like interludes to a bigger album. <laughs> uh, which was like, no, these are just pretty normal track lengths. Yeah. I mean, uh, for, and it's like, what are interludes, but really interesting things that are, you know, pared down. When I saw they were all seven minutes long, I was like, this is very restrained for Ryan. Like, give me a 10 minute track to listen to. Right. <laughs> uh, no, but, grails are, grails are pretty good. They rarely, Hit double digits. I think they've only done a double digit track once. I liked it. I guess it was tied together and it was appropriate, you know, track length for each thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, right away, like one of the things I was able to identify right away is how fucking good they are with their instruments. They're crazy yeah. good. I've got a, uh, like a live DVD of theirs. Oh, you do? Okay. Um, yeah, they play a lot of songs off of this. Um, but, like, it's just so cool watching them build stuff, like, because the guy who drums also plays guitar and does stuff like that. So, And, like, a guy who plays guitar also plays drums. So it's like you'll just kind of see them, like, get up and move around to yeah. where they need to be to play stuff. And you're like, wait, that's not the same guy. 
Yeah, that that I mean, it'd be cool to see him live. I bet that'd be something else. Would love to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, and, but let's let's start talking. Track by talking track. about tracks. Talking about tracks. Uh, soft Temple. Soft Temple. Great. I love all the names on all of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just like there are so many layers of instruments. Yeah. And the, the way it starts out when I first like I was like okay it's starting out and then it's getting more and it's getting more and it's getting more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like just tons of guitars and they all add a different and unique sound. And yeah. I think it's what I really appreciate about this album. Um, I actually found like a really nice pair of headphones at work. Oh, yeah. So I listened to this on those. <laughs> and like just like really closely listening to everything was just like, holy shit. Yeah, like, there's lots of stuff to hear in this. Um, yeah. The, and even like the instrument selection or what they choose to do at a certain point is just like, I wouldn't have thought to do that, but sure. Like when the banjo comes in. I. Yeah, I uh, one thing I really liked about this this track in general was the, was the percussion in it. I thought mm-hmm. it was really interesting because I don't hear that a lot. <laughs> a lot of records I listen. Yeah, to. and along the like percussive part of it, mm-hmm. a twelve string guitar shows up, but he's playing it kind of percussively. Like he's not hitting it, but he's like muting the strings, and it's like taking the role of like what a hi hat would be doing. Yeah, I didn't. I I heard that, but I didn't. I didn't know that's what it was. So you were able to yeah, it's definitely oh, yeah. some kind of guitar. Oh, you you will see that live, like on like grills was was on that DVD. Yeah, uh huh. That's really cool. That's really fucking cool. Um, and then when like the drums come in, they're like super reverby, and like they they sound like they're drums for like a dub album, like they're dub inspired. But he's not playing. Yeah, they're heavily processed. Dub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like a really good synthesis of a bunch of influences but it's like you're not listening to it going like oh that's the dub part oh that's this part oh that's the metal part that's this it's just like they're picking up parts of it that work well with their music again i want to say that seven minutes it doesn't wear out it's welcome <laughs> yeah like no um, definitely not which is which is great uh, i was i was think, thankful for that because there's sometimes like where it's, uh, it's evolving enough throughout the song that you're like, it's always kind of interesting. If like they're always like adding something or taking something away or it's always changing. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, kind of like amorphous like that. Yeah. Do I move in a more extinction? Yeah. Which is a really bizarre second track. Yeah. It's two minutes but long. I love it. Yeah. I was like, when it ended, I was like, is that it? Is that, that's all it is. Cause it, it, I do like the, how how dirty sounding it is, you know. With yeah, one of I love it. It starts with a thunderstrike. Yeah. Uh, like all badass songs do, you get just like this insane drum beat, this like organ drone, uh, that's kind of like taking the role of a bass guitar. Yeah. And surprise, motherfucker! There's a harpsichord in this <laughs> song. <laughs> I do want to mention. What is happening? This is maybe me projecting onto it. But I also got there's a lot of storm storm sounds in this record. Like it starts out with mm-hmm. uh, me high wind or thunder or just like a you know uh, just a drone that sounds like a, a storm is a coming or there. <laughs> um, yeah, they do it. A lot of it sounds like they picked up samples that are supposed to be like quote unquote like far away places. Yeah, yeah. Like it sounds like maybe they got like from like a movie. Or something like, oh, this takes place in China. Here's the the storm sounds in some like kung fu movie, <laughs> or 
here's the ocean sounds and some like gothic horror movie. Um, and I think it does a really good job of kind of like setting that, that atmosphere of just like, not only being like Eastern influence, but mm -hmm. like, it feels like it's from there. Cause you're getting all these sounds. What it feels you, very like, I don't know, mystical. What if you live there though? And you listen oh, to shit. this. You're like, this is. Then it would sound like I was home. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I do like the fact that this is one that like it's a two minute fifteen minute five seconds song, but it does lead into my favorite song on the record. Nice, Silk so Road. Yeah, it's my favorite one, one percent. I I was doing it's, dishes, listening to the songs like I want. I want to text you like Silk Road is is the shit, but I had Rubber Goes on because I'm a domestic person right. like that. <laughs> uh, Silk Road is so fucking good. Um, it's one of the seven minuteers on here. Mm -hmm. I, Seven or eight minutes. There, there uh, you know, it starts off with sort of forlorn, then it sort of drifts into the eastern sounds, and then like there, about four minutes in, it gets it locks into this groove, and I just, I was like, this is fucking it. This, this song rips. So like, like, like uh, it was, it, it yeah, <laughs> it's the closest one that I could say that has a crescendo, but it paid, not really. It just it has that part where everything sort of releases and the. Uh, it just full, it grew so well. And th there's this guitar, I think, like six minutes in. Is that the oh, oud? Yeah. What is that noise? Is that an oud or what was I hearing then? I think so. I put like, I put like oud solo. <laughs> um, and I love, like, I love that part. That's one of my favorite parts on this whole album. Mm -hmm. But then I love, it gets, you know, the song kind of gets big again. And then the oud, the thing that the oud plays comes back as a bass solo. Uh, later, like the bass, the bass guitar plays that when like they do that section again, and I'm like, oh, it's so it's so fucking cool. I love it. Is this your favorite song on the record? Yeah, this. I don't know. I don't know if I have favorite. Like changes constantly. Oh, uh, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> They're all my babies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I think Grails is really good at both their loud parts and their quiet parts. They the quiet parts feel so like. I don't even know how to describe it like they're like laid back and kind of kind of stony like they feel very i don't like to say stuff's like trippy or drug inspired but this <laughs> stuff it, it reading interviews and hearing other music from the grails dudes is and like stuff they've said is like it's definitely drug inspired <laughs> uh, but a lot of their stuff feels like i don't know like opium dens or something like that like it's kind of this like uh, I don't know. Relaxing drugs. I get that. I mean, yeah, relaxing drugs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're me, there's no such thing. But um, but um, but yeah. Uh, well, might I? Might I recommend opium? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys ever tried heroin or opium? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. If you're yeah, but no. Marijuana gets you too anxious, huh? <laughs> Uh, but uh, oh, fuck, excuse me. I like Silk Road a lot, um, but I would say I love Silk Road a lot because this this mm -hmm. one, this is the one that like when I first listened to this record, this is the one I gravitated towards immediately. So thanks. yeah, I think this one and um, Dead Vine Blues are mm. uh, two of like these two are were uh, and still are like just like immediately my favorite tracks. Okay, all right. 
Uh, do you want to move uh, on? But that gets us to drawn curtains. Yeah, which uh, that's when I started actually started noticing the stormy part of it. I'm like, this is stormy. Very beginning of this stormy. Yeah, it's got. I I can't tell if it's like a storm or like TV or radio static. Like it's something that's so. It's, like, so distorted that you can't, like, quite tell what it is, but, like, you think you can kind of tell what it is. So here's what I got, because I told you when I listened to instrumental records, a lot of times I, I build a story on my head, right? Uh-huh. So I, I was stormy. Someone's getting into an elevator. They go down to where you can't even hear it anymore, and they come out into uh, elevator doors, open the door into a short, cramped hallway. Uh, they're pushing doors. As they pass up doors, there's sound coming from it, you know. Whether it be like someone being tortured, or or uh, or just uh, anything like that, and then that drifts out. That's why, and then I just started listening to it just <laughs> regularly because I'm a weirdo. But I I like John Cortens quite a bit actually. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's got this kind of like really like off kilter drum beat, uh, but it's still like laid back. Um, and I really like the part with like the it's like a muted like violin riff where it's like dink 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 bink 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 i thought this this uh song had a really mournful sound to it you know it like, does yeah. yeah and it's uh it it's this is one of the songs that actually drifts into the next track where they wanted to they could sort of they could they could make it one big long song but the girls, they wanted to yeah the girls don't do that <laughs> they don't do that no <laughs> it's, it's it's a different track yeah. uh but i would recommend um there's a Grails album called Doomsayer's Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you want to put a story to some instrumental music you're listening to, like I think that that has like a secret underlying story, and I've always had like a short film playing in my head of that entire album. So it's not Peter and the Wolf, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out because uh, I like Grails. After listening to this, hell yeah, I, I can say I like Grails. So um, he's been grails pilled. Oh no. I, you know, I went and saw, uh, this girl I was seeing a while, long time ago, not a while back, like a long time ago for my, well, she wanted to see circus survive and they were playing some, they were playing a, uh, skating rink in, in, um, Norman, Oklahoma. So I went with her and I was like, uh, and I don't really, like, she's like, she thought she like turned me to a fan. And maybe pretty clear in the back. I was like, I still don't really care for circus survive. At all. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate him, you know, but, uh, no, nah, yeah. bro. You got to see him live. Weird night. When we did that, I drew back the same night. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, you want to talk about Outer Banks? Yeah. The next track, uh, which this one has the wind and ocean sounds. Is there a melodica in this song? There's melodica all over okay. this album. <laughs> okay. There's melodica. And I think there's been melodica in almost every track so okay. far. Uh, um, this one has, a- yeah, this one. It's kind of like a bouncy reggae-esque beat. Yeah. It also, I when think you... makes the melodica a little more, like, uh, apparent. This one is super groovy. Like, you, you launch into a groove big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is great when I hear that. <laughs> but uh, I there's this also this um, crackling noise that I can't make out. It's, like, metallic, and I thought that was, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it felt like, it sounded kind of like, Penny's dropping to a pan, or my are you hearing that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I wonder if that was my, I'll have, I'll my listen speaker. For it again, where where is it in the track? Uh, probably three minutes in. Okay, yeah. I'll listen to it. 
Yeah, I'll, but I'll, I, I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll text you when we're done and tell you yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, okay. Um, well, because a lot of this, one of the dudes uh, in the band was kind of responsible for finding, like, samples. Mm. Uh, so there's just a chance it might just be some sample he found somewhere that he thought fit pretty well. You know, I kind of bring there everywhere is a, a little a digital recorder, just in case I, uh, I find someone I want to talk to and want to put on a podcast I, somewhere. I need to get one of those. Yeah, this one was like, I think a couple, like 150 bucks, Tascam digital recorder. It takes an SD card. I, I've i used it once. <laughs> so I want one of those so I can, uh, you know, record some found sounds for my uh, my post-rock album. Oh, yeah. Or some random couple arguing <laughs> on the street for my Midwest emo album. Oh yeah, I mean you you <laughs> do live in San Diego. I'm sure you can find that somewhere. You're in a pho, oh, I'm sure you get a, you're in a fell shop eating your noodles, and these two people are tittering, and you go click, yeah, but <laughs> pull out my task. Em. Yeah, it's, a, it's like <laughs> you also, can you repeat that, but a bit more clear. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, what I used what to, if, so what I used it for actually is uh I went yeah I interviewed those people for that movie reviewer. And I got them to. Oh yeah. I got them to say, "Hey, this is, uh, yeah, whatever." But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted. <laughs> uh, I really like the drumming on this album because it's so it's like really busy. Like, oh yeah, it's a lot oh of yeah, just, man. Like, fills and stuff, but it's it's such like a unique style of drumming. I think like it's like really obviously it's really percussive, yeah. but it's I, I don't know. It's just so interesting, and I love it. Every time I'm listening to it, yeah, the drumming on this is insane, and like, and it, like how good they are, like, like mm-hmm. the, I I find it really impressive how they're able to, I guess, keep it fresh that way. You know, like like there's lots of instruments on this album, lots of string instruments. Ood, like you said, uh, I try to hear the ood every time. I actually saw when I saw um, uh, Dario, uh, God, so many. Simon Goblin, the Goblin, Simon. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Oh, saw Goblin, and they had a oud. Claudio Simonetti's. Thank you, goblin. pal. Yeah, Claudio Simonetti's <laughs> Goblin. They had a oud player. Uh, the guy played oud in one of the songs in there. And ever since yeah. then, I've been obsessed with the oud. So I'm so glad it's on here. You're like, I want one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I want one bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of how like layered this is and like what stuff they throw in there. There's a part in here where they, uh, they throw some like chants just kind of in the mix. Mm-hmm. You could barely hear it. I think I heard it. Um, I think I thought the TV, that was TV upstairs. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's, I, it sounds so cool. But yeah. This is a good kind of like tension and release song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got, I, I always imagine it. It's kind of like a, a parabolic shape where it's like, it starts quiet, gets loud and then ends quiet. Right, that, so that, it's like almost in like equal sections. Yeah, I feel like that. That's a, that's a, kind of a, a lot. Like for me, half the songs in here is they sort of mm-hmm. fade out in a way. But they, but again, it's not crescendo. There's layering, you know. And right. That's not to say some of these don't get noisy because they do. Um, but if we were talking about a song that to me is mostly crescendo chorus on this record, it's Dead Man's Dead Vine Voice to me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I wrote down in my notes. Just as like a, a little like precursory note while I was listening to it, I wrote used to be my favorite track. And then by the end of the track, I put like an asterisk next to it and said, 
Uh, might still be actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the um, but, I, I wrote one two words only for this the song Devine's but build up because I know it's, yep. yeah and that's that's Devine's blues. It's four minutes and forty one seconds of build up and a little bit of release at the end. But um, no, the release is so good though. But oh, I love yeah. the it's kind of like a long acoustic intro mm-hmm. uh, where he kind of just keeps playing different like acoustic things. And then as he's playing, you get kind of like little layers of like feedback happening. Like it's it's very guitar heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some banjo in there. There's a little bit of chance. Um, it does this really cool thing at like right about halfway mark, uh, where it does this like key change, and it gets this like real like sinister kind of vibe to it. <laughs> and then the guitar picking starts getting really frantic, and then the drums get really heavy. Uh, and then it has another one of my favorite moments on the album where there's just this really long like snare roll. <laughs> and then it uh, it ends on this like really reverby snare hit and funky ass bass line comes out of it. <laughs> oh, man. Just like it's just like fades in and you're just like, oh, there's man. nothing better than a funky ass bass line just popping in somewhere. You know? Yeah. yeah I think this, this... The bass line in this part specifically, like I did the stink face <laughs> okay, while I was yeah. listening to the album. Like, you know, where you're just like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> I did, I've I, heard this album like a million times, and every single time it was like, boo, doo, 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 and I was like, yeah, it was stinky, yeah, very <laughs> <laughs> <It was> stinky. <laughs> um, or oh, origining. That's my origining. This is my second favorite track on the record. So good. Yeah, I I love the way it opens, where it's kind of got these like it's like distorted bells and drones and horns. This shit's noisy. Kind of like, yeah, but it's like. Fading in and out, and like sometimes it's like reverse and doing all this stuff. It's just mm-hmm. it's a really interesting effect. Yeah, I do like the I do like the noisiness of this track uh, quite a bit. Um, and um, uh, and then you know the bass kicks in with a nice with a quick little like bouncy bass line. Is that harmonica? The guitars are kind of like moving all over the mix. What is do you hear? A harmonica or is it just melodica again? It's probably the melodica. But okay. Again, they they they've got so many instruments. Just with them, they, who knows? Somebody could have grabbed a harmonica and just sort of. Mm-hmm. I, for a second, I thought this was the last track on the record. I'm like, that's it. It's not. But but my my, right. my Spotify <laughs> crapped out for I'm like, What the fuck's going on? But, um, oh yeah, yeah. But the first time, uh, was yeah, drums drums kick in around two minutes and mm-hmm. it starts to get it starts to get real heavy. Yeah, which I'm into. I like the heaviness. Yeah. Uh, like- but yeah, it's got uh, you know really triumphant guitar. There's like a melodica solo and then a new funkier bass line kicks in <laughs> at about four minutes and 30 seconds. Did you just think, and I think, you stink, stink, wait, what? Oh, of course. Yeah. Stink face. Yeah. It's real stinky. Got to do the stink face. <laughs> um, at some point, I think like castanets are there. They're there for not very long. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I didn't write that down, but yeah, I definitely remember that. I was like, I was like, Damn, the, like the sonic palette is just like all over the place. They just grab instruments from wherever. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna grab this from Spain. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am pretty like I was definitely engaged. This is a very musically interesting record. Um, right away, just uh, all these instruments. I'm like, how do you tour with this? <laughs> That's how I was thinking of that. A lot. I was like, how do you play this live? So, but they do it apparently. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we 
move on the final track Burning the titular out. track yeah yeah and it's it it's again the motif comes back around again the eastern motif and ties it together um to, mm-hmm. i mean to me <laughs> but uh, it 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 takes a while to get to this the, if i were thinking about what what is the thesis of this record it's this track mm-hmm. oh yeah has a little bit of everything from the rest of it in this song it's a good title track then <laughs> i would say <laughs> I love how it starts out with kind of like just these like really low like bass rumbles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. With like uh, with like there's some piano in there. This shit was rattling. It's like really moody. It was rattling on my wall over here because I have uh, like coming out of the soundbar. I'm like, wait, no. Oh, this, yeah. I was like, that's my wall rattling, not not necessarily the, the, the bass. So <laughs> I had to turn it down just a little bit so it wouldn't rattle my wall. But um, and then the drums come in and they kind of change the like the flavor of the track. Cause like before I was like, it's moody. Mm-hmm. And then it, when the drums come in, it adds this almost kind of like March or like, like a, a traditional a confidence to it. to it, a confidence to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's almost like with every pass of the instruments, like they kind of play the, the main motif of the track. Mm-hmm. And then the next time they play it, like they play it like either a little louder or a little busier. Uh, or they add more layers, more notes. Um, it, like stuff just has like more presence or more confidence every time they play it, mm-hmm. and so I, it's building in like a really unique way. Yeah, I I I really appreciated the, how this how how this track unfolded. You know, I guess best mm-hmm. way to put it, it's like or impact it rather. You're like you're saying that each channel because like this whole record is a bunch of songs with layers added onto it or taken off. You know. Either way, right. and um, this one, it's like I said, being like the the thesis of the record, the the point of it. They put all the stops on this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I I I like I said, like well, I was glad this is the last yeah, track I mean, on the record. It's, even, it's got hints of like, yeah, it's a really good closer. Yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're. I like it's got hints of like noir jazz. There's like a trumpet solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it eventually does kind of like get to like almost like a wall of sound. Like all the instruments have like built so many layers that it's just like this big just wall. Yeah, kind of, or like a squall even. <laughs> yeah, a yeah, squall of sound. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to. A wall of squalls. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really. Uh... This many of series, like I said, it's I I like this record quite a bit. So I do too. I think I think they are a band that's absolutely worth exploring. And every time I like start getting back into them, I can't help but do like a full discography listen yeah. to. Like they like all of their stuff is so good. It's just nice to dive in and listen to it. Dope. <laughs> dope is dope indeed. So uh that's Grails Burning Off and Puries. Uh and you find that all sort of streaming services and or your record store. I believe so. Yeah. 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 I, I listen to it on Spotify, but I've got the record as well. Or you can go on Bandcamp. I'm, I'm sure. sure it's there. There are a million ways to find this album. But you know what I think it's time for, dude? What's that? I think it's time to draw a new theme. Hell yeah. All right. 
I got it because uh, I lost it for a second. And while the sample was playing, <laughs> I did find it. It's about to lose my mind. But, but uh, mix it up here. We got so many, man. So many, oh, here we go. Uh, um, this is a, a Scott recommended this one. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's got heavy one. Uh, Scott, side projects that better than the artist's best known project. Okay. Slash group. Slash group. So, yeah, that's this is your. I, I have something in mind, but we'll talk about it. Does that work for you? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's uh, the point of the themes. Is it's it's a challenge. Yeah. So again, side projects that are better than the artist's best known project. Slash group. So that's right here, and that's our next uh, episode. So. Uh, salivate over that one. Um, <laughs> what's shit going on, pal? Uh, me and a friend of mine do the music for this podcast. So if you like the intro or the outro, uh, feel free to check us out. We are we're called Smell. Uh, we're at smell.bandcamp.com. And yeah, it's, listen to us. Listen to these songs. It's Smell because there's a question mark at the end of that. Right. <laughs> uh, if you were on Wikipedia. It'd be stylized like that. It'd be like smell, uh, of course, stylized yeah. with a question mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I also do another podcast called "Movies Don't Suck" and some they do. Comes out every week. Uh, we, we, I don't, I don't even listen to this, but we just put an episode where we talked about Violent Night and Del Toro's Pinocchio. So, oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, uh, spoiler alert, they're both really good. But um, uh, I. I think that's all I have to say. You good? I'm good. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Have a good night.